Hello, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL and at Believe.com. This week, we discuss Nintendo copyright strikes, Sony's answer to Microsoft, and the future of the Overwatch League. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. We are now in February, which means that we are now one month out of 12 down in 2022. As insane as that sounds to say, um, the, the march of time is inevitable uh, and, and just it's, it's insane that we are in 2022 and this pandemic has been going on for so long and it is not stopping but enough of, of sad things for the moment uh kevin how have you been how has your week been how are you doing how are, how is it like breathing in in the air of of norcal and i'm rambling again uh it, it's it's pretty good um today i went out to the game parlor which is a place that has board games and uh i went with v kumo and a couple of my other friends uh, and we just ended up playing board games all day. Uh, all of their food items are named after board games, too. And yeah, we, we just had a really chill day today. Um, that, that was a lot of fun. Um, for other things, let me just double check, make sure that nothing else happened that was ridiculous this week. Um, besides watching NBA basketball and freaking out about, you know, crazy comebacks and whatnot. Um, this Sunday, I did cast um, Pokemon Unite again. Um, that was Clash number six. And uh, yeah, it's really, really interesting. We have a lot of new things that we have to look forward to um, in the new Pokemon season. So uh, yeah, definitely trying to take my stab at that. That's what I've been uh, doing this whole weekend. How robust is the Pokemon Unite competitive scene? So there are a couple of teams that are at the top, and there's a lot of players who are still like, you know, constantly going for it um the new season started on the 30th so a lot of the teams who are together are climbing their ranks and going all the way up to the top and it, it's really exciting to see because there used to be one team in like season one that just dominated everything um mm -hmm. but now that we're a couple seasons in now we're officially on season three um, there's a lot of really interesting, like new teams that are like challenging them, learning from them. And that's like, that's when the esports scene gets really fun to watch is when, um, you know, the Titans are, you know, there's people who everybody watches, but there's also like, you got to look out for these up and coming, like newer players too. Um, right. And yeah, that's the thing that I, I strive for. I always look for like, oh, what teams are doing is there anything new that they're trying out are they using a new character are they not using a new character uh just mm -hmm. like a lot of the little mini like uh how can i say it like the micro mind games things that i look at um that are really fun to take in uh in the pokemon scene and uh i think it was a couple months ago is either last year or last month i don't know um they were discussing or they announced that Pokemon Unite is going to be a part of the Pokemon World Championships um, coming in August. So uh, I'm trying trying my best to make it there. 
uh, if I can, if I could either be a part of either the esports crew to either help with production mm -hmm. or to luckily be on the desk, that would be that That'd would be, be the big. best. Um, still, still trying to work out my uh, my casting stuff. I have a lot of casting, um, like a lot of tournaments under my belt. It's just that I don't have a lot of social media presence, so to say. So mm -hmm. that's the other that's the other part that I'm working on right now. What's like the meta in uh in Unite? Yeah. Um it's very different from what you would expect to see in a regular match. Um but they they go 113 so one one top one mid three at the bottom. Um just because there's more experience in bottom lane so a lot of teams tend to lean down that way. Um the the current picks right now are Pikachu, Wigglytuff, and Eldegoss in bottom lane. Um, some form of mid laner is usually like the Dragonite. It's either Dragonite, Cinderace, or I, on occasion we've seen Charizard, um, but it's most of the time it's not like Charizard. Charizard's kind of the question mark right now. Um, and then top lane is usually left to a Lucario or a Serena um, to just kind of get solo experience up there. So um, that's the current meta. Um, Japan's meta is different from the U.S.'s meta, and it's really funny to watch both of them go head to head. Because um, <laughs> Japan has a meta where like they send one character to the other person's jungle at like minute zero, so they like just sprint over to your essentially what you think is safe farm. They're going over there and they're just like either distracting you from getting your own farm, taking it away from you, or killing time. Mm. And it's a very weird strat because that one Pokemon doesn't get a lot of like experience going their way, but there are a lot of very like it, it does slow up the progress of what people think is like a relatively safe play. Mm -hmm. uh, how about you? How is your week? How's everything going? It's mostly been pretty good. Um, this was, I, I, what was this weekend? This week was very uh busy um so while my sister's boyfriend is still back in town and while my brother's girlfriend are still visiting um it's like a birthday thing for her like we uh we went to six flags magic mountain the theme park this saturday um which was a lot of fun like we we got there an hour late uh, and they are only open till six. And like, I had to leave at four because I was getting dinner with a friend and going to see a play. Um, but like, still we managed to go on most of the rides that were open. Like a lot of the, the DC rides like Batman, um, uh, Lex Luthor was closed. The flash ride was closed. The current wonder woman ride was closed. I think they're getting rid of, they're getting rid of the green lantern ride to put in the wonder woman ride, the new one. So because that they're building the new Wonder Woman lasso or whatever ride she's got next coming in. Um, all those were closed and they were not ride operating Tatsu, which was a shame because it's one of the best rides there. So um, out of the rides that were still available, like the lines weren't long. Like sometimes they said it was like five or 10 minutes, but that's probably like the minimum they can set it to because there was no one in line. So pretty much you just walk up and get on. 
Uh, the longest line was probably for X2 because it was the biggest ride available. And that was like a 90 minute wait. I didn't get to go on. I had to leave early. But most rides were between like a half hour to like 10 minutes. And even then, like if, like I said, if it's 10 minutes, sometimes there's not even a line. It was really fun to go. It was, I think it was definitely a, uh, a good use of my Saturday. And then Sunday just did my random brunch stuff with the siblings. Um, and I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Ar- Arceus. I hate saying Arceus because it just sounds wrong. But that's, I guess, <laughs> officially how the Pokemon folks pronounce it. I've always pronounced it Arceus just because it looks like Arceus. But I guess maybe that's having you say Arse, which is, a, I guess, another way of saying ass. So yeah. Pokemon Arceus I've been playing. You you got your copy in, right, Kevin? Uh, I have, and I haven't started it. Okay, okay. Um, I'm being a good streamer and waiting till tomorrow, technically. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow is my stream day. So uh, Thursday, Friday, and Monday are my main stream days. And then okay. Saturday, this Saturday being an open Saturday where the Warriors do not play basketball, will be the time that I play basketball. And I am going to a going to an arcade that has allowed me to shoot mini hoops. So hmm. that's that's what's going down. Okay. Um well I mean not I'm not gonna spoil anything, but like one of the I guess canon now for Pokemon is that like wait, did it ever explain how Pokemon are able to fit inside the Pokeballs, Kevin? No. Okay, like and like this isn't spoiling anything, but like within the first like couple minutes of the game their explanation is that pokemon are just somehow able to shrink down into minuscule size and that's what they're doing in the pokeballs they're just shrinking down to fit inside the pokeballs Hmm. this is now canon it just fits in there this is pretty much this is just another somehow palpatine returned Okay, uh, that that that's fine. I I guess, <laughs> I mean, d- can can humans do that too? <laughs> like, can we can we fit in small carvis? I don't know. I, I, and like, like, it's just weird. It's so weird. But like, okay, okay, I'll I'll go along with it. I mean, you've got you've got Pokemon that are made out of magnets, so I mean, might as well be okay with this. You've got Pokemon that are milk. Might as well be okay with this. Um, and also on on Monday you did the Zomnix cast stream, which was really cool. Um, a few of us like tuned in to watch it live. A couple of us just watched it on our own time after the stream because I know some of us were asleep. But it was really cool. It was really insightful to see like our gameplay being cast, and it's like we know what's gonna happen, but like just watching it again and like experiencing it from someone who doesn't know what's going to happen. And like, you're, you're just talking through all of the shitty decisions we made the entire time. Like my stupid charges when I just, I I have a tendency to panic charge. Like I know I'm going to die. Might as well try to get a kill here anyway. So watching all my stupid charges is just like, okay, okay. I know, I know I need to stop doing that, but it was a fun stream to watch. I really appreciated it. And we have another game Saturday. So, um if you don't have anything to cast on monday i might send you more codes yeah we'll see uh i'll probably like i want to do it right and i think the only way to do that is to get like v or somebody else who's comfortable with overwatch spectating 
um, to, mm. to give them that shot. Cause okay. for me, like if I have to spectate it all, you guys are going to be hopping like multiple perspectives. It's going to be all over the place. So <laughs> it's, it's way better if I have somebody else who could okay. just be like, okay, I'm going to focus in on this. So um, we'll see how that goes. Well, in that case, like let us know when V is down to, to spectate. And yeah. if we have a game, if we have a game that week, um, I will send you codes from the game that we're going to do. Yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can get him like not probably like once a month if he's, he's in the process of moving soon. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so he, we'll, we'll the see. man's busy. The man is busy. So yeah, if he, if he does have time, uh, I'll, I'll let him know. For but, sure. Um, but yeah, it's just really fun to like it for me, it's been probably like two and a half years since I've casted overwatch. Um, just because like there wasn't a turn there hasn't been a tournament since covid and then even like before yeah like the last tournament that i casted was probably overwatch um it was probably when nevix was still on the overwatch team on on the san francisco shock so yeah that's probably the last time that i like sat down and casted a full overwatch match so it was really cool to like come back to the game and like i know how the flow is supposed to go and i know how it how like fights transpire and who wins and what things um but it feels very different uh coming back to it from especially a slower paced game like um when you cast valorant you have a lot of breathing room but in Overwatch, it's like, okay, you have X amount of time. You have like 20, maybe 30 seconds to really like set yourself before the next fight happens and how certain things kind of trickle in and, and work in a certain way. But yeah, it's uh, it, it was definitely an experience to go back. I hope it was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you guys take some something away from it i think i think that's the the most important thing it's like it's it's different when you're in the moment than when you're watching it from a third person perspective um and that's just honestly like what vod review is it's just like watching those back and being like okay well this works or this didn't work um why did this fall apart where are certain teammates and like when you're just casting you you just have to look at what's going on and be like okay this is what it looks like uh, this is how the fight's going. Hopefully it works. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was definitely useful, like, especially like our, our, one of our healers, she's mainly our healer, um, CC who bikini kill. Um, she's like, okay, now I realize that like, I, I should definitely, if there's an opportunity to just jump off the edge instead of like feeding, I should yeah. do that. So like yeah, that's something that takes so long for like it took me so long to realize to do it. Yeah. Like if you spawn in a bad spot, um it's really hard to find a place to like go and die. Like especially like the the easiest one is like second point Gibraltar when they're trying to push that last piece cuz the cliff is to the immediate right, but in like Gibraltar like point 1, right? Uh if they capture point 1 and you're coming out of that like bottom like bunker area like how do you regroup <laughs> or when do you know when to just run into them and just die yeah um so yeah it's, it's just a lot of like thinking in terms of those things but um yeah it, it just it, it's just fun to watch 
Okay, so let's let's get into the actual stuff of the week. Um, as fun as Overwatch is to watch, you know what's not fun for me to watch, Kevin? Hmm. Just all the stuff on my on my Facebook and Twitter feeds about the stupid metaverse. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, but metaverse is like they're talking mainly just about like Facebook's meta, right? Is that what everyone's uh, talking about? I, I'm so very confused. I know I know what it is, but I don't know the specifics of the metaverse because it's not a space that I I want to be involved in, and it's not a space that like. I, I give I actually care about but it's just like it's so tied into pop culture and what's like happening in the world right now that I feel like I just like poking fun at it during the, the intro to our podcasts and stuff yeah I don't know like off the top of my head clearly what this metaverse thing is um I understand that like uh it's supposed to be like a way of having like multiple things work with it, like with other things. It's like apps working together, essentially. Um, yeah, like I, I picture it as like the world from Ready Player One, essentially. That's like the, just existing in that digital space is what I picture it as. I don't know if that's what you, yeah, how, how you understand it. Yeah, it it's like they're they're trying to create like this new like space where everything is like interconnected and can talk with each other um which i mean it, it's good in in a concept but sometimes like you know some some companies don't really need to be a part of this yeah like mcdonald's doesn't need to be a part of the metaverse like we've got enough mcdonald's is in the real world the physical world but I guess it, it's as a brand, I can see why they're getting into it. So McDonald's is now getting into the metaverse. They've already, I guess, in the past done NFTs or whatever. But right now for the year of the tiger for Lunar New Year. Also, we forgot to say at the top of the, uh, the, the cast, but happy Lunar New Year to all of those of you who recognize it is the year of the tiger and also happy black history month to everybody out there so february is a a a big month for uh, the month with the least number of days but anyway back to it um so mcdonald's is creating this like metaverse experience with like according to marketing dive it's it's going to have or it has elaborate zodiac sculptures which take the inspiration from chinese cork carving dioramas and 3d puzzles you can receive horoscope readings or whatever and it's it's being designed by umberto leon who is a a, a peruvian chinese designer um i don't know it's just like is it like with with all like the the kind of I don't know if it's backlash, but like the ridicule that a lot of like metaverse, NFT, crypto is receiving right now from most of the populace. Like, is it smart to to tie your professional name and your brand to the metaverse? I know like for a lot of people, like designing for McDonald's is, is a huge opportunity. But assuming that you already have that reputation 
um, which I, I believe, I don't know a lot about Umberto Leon, but I feel like from this article, it's like, it's saying that he's already an established designer, but like, if you already have the, the reputation, you, you don't need to chase the clout. Like, is it, do you need to be involved in the metaverse right now? Like, are you getting in at the ground level and establishing yourself early? Or are you tying yourself to a doomed concept? Yeah, and I think that's a risk that, you know, a lot of companies and people are taking the risk of. Um, because, like, even with some Doom projects, sometimes, like, you know, there is some good out of it saying, like, I, I did work on this thing. Um, the one thing that I really want to know about this uh, McDonald's question mark, uh, what, what is it's called the metaverse thing. Um, there, is, there a, is there a ball pit? Is there a McDonald's play place in, in this metaverse? Because if, if there's not, it's a big waste of time. I mean, if it does, it has to be like complete with digital poop. It got to smell like feet. Like <laughs> that's that's the only way how you could get the authentic McDonald's experience. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have smell vision, but if we do have that licking TV, I guess you could you can try it. But uh, that's not that's not a flavor. I don't want McDonald's play place ball pit flavor. Okay, just like. Just, just uh, go, go ahead. Make this, make this virtual space. There better be a ball pit, though. Just imagine if they did like a Harry Potter collaboration with that, and just like poop was one of the flavors of it. Like Birdie bots every flavor, flavor beans, and then they just had the poop bean, and you just lick the screen. It's like, yep, this literally tastes <laughs> like shit. <laughs> I mean, the the unfortunate part of that is that you have to have somebody actually taste it to to like some dude has to go out there and eat poo i mean have in you, order have to you, get like have you ever watched a nathan for you no so it was this show it was this, this comedy show of this dude i think his name is nathan fielder i think is his last name it's it's f um and i think it's the very first episode of the show he he he's trying to go around and like I think for the most part, he's trying to like save struggling businesses with these like joke ideas. And he's trying to save a struggling frozen yogurt shop. And the very first episode, his suggestion is, is to make a poop flavored frozen yogurt. And like it took off, like the news was covering it. Everyone thought it was like Banksy or whatever who was doing it, but he made an actual poop flavored frozen yogurt and people bought it and ate it because it was so weird yeah, but who who is the guy who has to go out there and eat shit to figure Whoever. out what the what the taste is like the it's not intern. like an, it's not like the accidental oh i accidentally wiped my butt with the back of my hand thing it's like you you have to have a plate of it and like you gotta stare <laughs> into it man like that's a that's a no-go and then it's like on top of that, it becomes like, what if you're okay? Back to the back to the yogurt thing. Like, what if the consistency is wrong, man? Like, what if it, <laughs> what if it's runny? That's all on you. I mean, the- it comes in all all consistencies and colors, Kevin. You gotta you gotta have green poop soup. Is that what what's going down here? Like, no, please, <laughs> not 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 a fan of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like. I feel like that the, the 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 shit frozen yogurt is just a great metaphor for 
for the metaverse. It's like, yeah, you can, but why does, why would you want to, you know, like you can just, you can, you're perfectly fine with getting other products in your life. You, you don't need to have this one. Um, and like McDonald's is not alone in jumping in feet first into the metaverse. I mean, like if you, if you needed another reason to hate Walmart, here's another reason to hate Walmart. Um, Walmart is trying to, Walmart has filed a series of trademark applications to try to get into the metaverse. Um, they're also developing cryptocurrencies and NFTs. Um, they're, they're trying to, there are some of them, they're trying to like make virtual goods a real thing. Um, it's just, it's really for me scary. I don't know if scary is the right word. Maybe just more discouraging than scary to see some of the biggest companies in the world, like, or at least the country. I don't know if Walmart's really that big in the world, but at least in this country, like Walmart, um, McDonald's, just getting so drawn into the metaverse and like trying to make it such a thing. And like, I don't want this to be our reality where you've got virtual goods on top of real goods. Like, yeah, of course I know I don't have to buy them, but when it becomes like an industry stable or standard, then it kind of like, it finds ways to warm itself into your daily life, even if you don't want it to, you know? Yeah, it's it's very weird uh, in terms of like what they're trying to do. Like I get like the metaverse idea here is to have and on, I guess, a virtual reality space where you can like you can do things in it um, like VR and AR tech. Uh, but at the same time, it's like. I don't need a VR Walmart when I can just go there, right? Like, uh, and then like virtual goods, like in terms of what, like, what can I actually like, like, I would understand this would be like a really interesting concept if it was like, you can buy gift cards or something like that. Uh, and then like they give, they give you like a, 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 you can't print a receipt. You just have to like look through your headset the whole time. It's kind of, kind of weird but like that's the only thing that i think you could actually like get like virtual goods wise it's that's what that's what they have in quotes here it's able to buy per, uh, virtual goods across product categories such as furniture toys and sporting gear but along with downloadable software for managing cryptocurrency profiles and whatever but it still feels like it feels weird it's like why would i go and why would I not go to a physical store buy the physical thing unless it's something that can exist in the virtual space and I can use it in my in my own personal life, right? Yeah. It it just it just feels really it feels weird. Like if it was like uh, <laughs> that that also seems weird. Like if it was like a like a gas station like ar thing or you could like buy lotto tickets i feel like that would be good right like you could just go in have your lotto tickets saved on your headset but like mm -hmm. you can't go in and like buy a bag of chips or something like that what am i going to do with virtual chips right 
you can virtually pretend that you're not actually starving yeah like unless it's like you buy it and then they ship it to you but that's still weird like why why would i want to wait to to get something like that um i i do think that you know it it's an interesting concept i just don't agree with the way of like handling cryptocurrencies and Mm -hmm. nfts through this virtual space yeah it just feels like they're trying to make ready player one a reality and we don't want ready player one to be a reality i feel like as fun as the movie made it kind of look i feel like it was also supposed to be a little bit of a dystopia it's like you shouldn't have to live your life in the virtual space to have like any actual enjoyment out of it like the reason why everyone was on this virtual world is because they completely screwed up the real world so i mean yeah we're screwing up the real world but like it's not too late to fix it and not have to resort to the metaverse yeah i don't i don't think we have to 100 percent invest in virtual reality uh, unless you plan on hooking us up to like <laughs> IV drips and just laying us all down in like a like a hospital or something, like if, if we're all really going into the matrix, I guess. So the NFT cryptocurrency matrix, uh, I guess that's that's what we're we're trying out here. You know what else you should one hundred percent not invest in, Kevin uh whatever your crazy uncle tells you to yeah that's 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 true you really shouldn't do that especially (laughs) if he's telling you to invest in cx coin which is a cryptocurrency created by former twitch star and youtuber paul ice poseidon danino (laughs) oh my god so apparently this guy is is just very bad news he was banned in twitch um in 2017 um in in the i think what was it what year did he do this yeah april 2017 he was permanently banned for trying to get the police to swat an actual plane if you don't know what swatting is it's the practice where um streamers or gamers or whatever or internet folks will try to send the police to a person's real life address uh, a lot of the time it ends in someone being shot and killed or if or at least like maybe arrested or just permanently traumatized by the experience so it's not a good thing so this guy is just he's not a good human being and if calling in a fake bomb threat on a plane and trying to get the police to go to it didn't tell you that well uh he's clearly not a person you want to trust with money so he created this this digital currency called cx coin um whose purpose allegedly was for content creators to get cryptocurrency donations um guess how much people invested in this coin uh a stupid amount unfortunately accurate um, so people invested $500,000 in total. Um, he pocketed 300000 of it and bought a Tesla with some of that money. Um, 
people obviously were very mad that he had lied and stole all this money for them. Currently, CX Coin has is now worth zero point zero 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 two two eight three dollars. So way way less than even a single penny. Um, and, and not only does not only does he not feel bad about creating this currency, stealing all the money and, and leaving the people who like trusted him out to dry. Uh, he says part of the responsibility is on the fans as well for putting too much emotion into it. Nobody deserves to get ripped off. Sometimes you have to look out for yourself. And he originally said, okay, fine. I will give back 155,000, but he only returned about half of that and then kept the rest still. So he still has several hundred thousand dollars. Um, and he, he sees it as he's looking out for himself and he doesn't feel bad. He doesn't feel like he deserves to give the money back to anybody. So this is just more proof that like crypto is just a so much easier way for people to scam you. I don't know what it is about crypto that has people just so desperate to look for any way to invest like yes there there are some people who've been able to make big money off of things like ethereum or actual like bitcoin but that's so rare though and it's so volatile it's like there's less risky ways to to do that like just buy actual stock like buy actual gold or something or like put it in a bank account and then just hire a financial advisor or something. I don't know. It's just, I don't want to say that they deserve it, but I feel like they deserve it. It's it's more like jumping the gun on something that you aren't 100% on. Like, you could try to invest in, like, you should only invest what you're willing to lose, which is like the same thing, same principle behind like the stock market. And stuff like that and yeah you just don't want to go like and commit too much to one thing so definitely like be cautious uh that don't don't spend money on things that you don't know how much it will cost later for me like my my kryptonite right now is like books like i have a ton of like manga but if <laughs> But at least I got a little bit of enjoyment out of it uh, while I can. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and so there's another crypto scheme of the week. Um, so this one involves, I guess, not officially, um, but it's it's I guess tangentially. Well, not tangentially. It's not officially backed by Minecraft, but it is related to Minecraft. So um, there was a, I guess, a, a server called Blockverse that was selling all of these, I guess, NFT avatars or whatever. And like, if you invested in these tokens and you bought one of their avatars, you got invited to an exclusive server or whatever. Um, and I believe in like 10 minutes and eight minutes, 
Uh, they sold 10,000 NFTs. And guess how much they earned by selling these 10,000 NFTs, Kevin? 10,000 NFTs? Yes. That's a, that's a lot of NFTs. Uh, yes. I- I'm guessing it's more than a dollar in NFT. Yeah. Maybe maybe a couple maybe a couple hundred dollars difference. Uh I'll just say like a hundred thousand. They earned an approximate one point two million dollars. That's uh by selling NFT avatars for Minecraft and selling access to an exclusive Minecraft server. So wait, if I if I create okay, you're telling you're telling me if I create an NFT. And then I put it on the internet and say, hey, you can join my Discord if you buy this NFT. People will just buy it. Yeah. I mean, they bought the photo of the, the Thai boy or what where's it, Thailand? The the kid from Thailand. No, uh Indonesia. Yeah, yeah they, they they bought his face. They don't like, but like, what are you gonna do with it? Like look at his face. I don't man he's like i i i'm about to i'm about to set up sell an nft line of just like one butt cheek and then the other butt cheek will be like dlc or something i don't know yeah i mean <laughs> you probably could someone would probably buy it honestly um kanashi's right butt cheek <laughs> but like so that's not the most astounding part of the the money that they they earn from this that's not the worst part the worst part is is that of course everyone was calling it a scam because all nfts are scams i hope we've drilled that into your head by now that the monkeys are not good and all nfts are scams so in spite of well i mean not in spite of but so people were calling them scams um and a couple days later the entire server and the entire discord channel were deleted so it's gone. Um, the statement from the creators of Blockverse are saying that it was because of, of all the hate that they were receiving that they deleted the server, not that it was a scam from the beginning. So here's an excerpt from it. Hey, all, we feel we owe everyone an apology and more importantly, an explanation. Blockverse was supposed to be a great project. As before our launch, we invested an enormous amount of time and resources working on it. Everything was Fully legitimate. Our contract was verified. The game infrastructure was fully set up and our launch went well, albeit with some small bumps along the road. After launch, we went straight to work, continuing to development on phase two, a future expansion of Blockverse. In the midst of our continued development, we failed to realize and contain, failed to realize and contain all the FUD that was going on through a multitude of issues, including but not limited to gas fees being high, MC server not being hold, able to hold everyone at once, the lack of utility of dollar, diamonds, everything spinning out of control, blah, 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 blah. And essentially, um, they they said just all after all the hate, all the, the issues, they just decided to, to delete it. Um, and they have not been able to open up the server back yet, quote unquote, because... The situation has only worsened. While we have delivered everything we already promised, we understand why people may be displeased with everything that has happened, and we feel the obligation to keep our fully functional game online. Um, of course you are obligated to. You sold a million dollars in stupid NFTs and access to your server. So 
I, I I don't know what to I don't know what to tell you if you invested in this. That's that's on you guys. That's that's uh unfortunate. I get that Minecraft is still very big, but what is so big about it that you need to pay to get into a server? Unless it's like a like a specific like big time server, I don't see the the reasoning behind it. Unless you're like I can see maybe if you're like, theoretically, I hope this isn't a real thing, but like if you're like taking lessons on how to be better at Minecraft and it's like class, you take a, cl- a class through going into the server and the only way to get in is to pay to take the class, quote unquote. I could kind of see that because that's kind of like coaching in a way or learning some tips of the trade to make your Minecraft game better. I can see that maybe. But like this was just supposed to be just a random ass server. Yeah, I I don't see this like being beneficial to to anyone really. Even if we don't understand it, Kevin, I guess we're not alone because um, one of the Ubisoft executives just came out and said gamers just don't get it when it comes to NFTs. Um, so Ubisoft's Strategic Innovations Lab Vice President Nicholas Power P O U A R D Poward is I I I don't know how to spell to pronounce his name. He sounds very European if, with the spelling of Nicholas. Um, well, yeah, according to uh, this vice president, gamers just don't understand the benefits of NFTs. Quote. I think gamers don't get what a digitally secondary market can bring to them. For now, because of the current situation and context of NFTs, gamers really believe it's first destroying the planet and second, it's just a tool for speculation. But what we at Ubisoft are seeing first is the end game. The end game is about giving players the opportunity to resell their items once they're finished with them or they're finished playing the game itself. Um... I think this is just Ubisoft kind of like trying to save face with their failed Ghost Recon NFT project. Um, they just, they're, they're saying that the reason they failed is because they're just so much smarter than us, Kevin. We're just so smooth-brained that we're missing the whole point of NFTs, which one, do destroy the planet because of the amount of energy that they require to one be mined and to maintain because of this digital nonsense and two it's like i i don't need to buy a skin that someone already has i can i can buy it myself if i really cared about it but also yeah they are i I feel like we understand them and we just understand how stupid they are yeah like the the only I don't think we as gamers grasp the like I get it like we don't understand the idea of NFTs but like put it in terms of like ways how we could actually understand it don't just be like oh you big stupid don't understand but like like, why are they insulting us as their strategy why are they saying that they're so much smarter than us we we are your favor we're your market like insulting us is not going to help you but like the other half of it is like if this if this whole nft thing is like 
like having an inventory in in steam which a lot of people mm-hmm. are drawing the parallels to then just say it's like that like that's the freaking game it like the gamers understand what a steam inventory yeah. is and having that as like a, a one-to-one comparison is way easier than just saying oh well they just don't understand it it's like no i i understand what what this is it's like later in like later in life when i eventually die or decide to give up on my game that i've been playing i can sell my my inventory i can sell the i can sell the items that i've collected over the years and like other people who might not have access to it can now buy it right yeah like that makes sense like if you made it like if you said it was like that but for games that would make sense um but the people who really have a grasp on that is nobody else other than steam and valve because mm-hmm. they're they're just really smart about it they they build cosmetics for their games and then they just say like hey if you if you want to get this like we have a we have an open market we have you know the steam community market where people who don't want their items anymore can go ahead and sell them for either cheap or really expensive and then <laughs> You, you as a consumer can go and get it if you, if you want it. If you want this yeah. piece, go and get it. Like, that makes sense. But it's, like, all ran through Steam. So, like, that's what makes it most understanding to me as a as a person. But, like, maybe, maybe we just don't understand it from where Ubisoft wants us to understand it. Um, and, yeah, I get it. You don't want to compare yourself to a competitor. But that is like one of the things that clicks for me as as a as a person it's like if mm-hmm. is our nfts just in-game items that i can sell later right like that i can put on a community market like just tell me that much and then we could uh we could worry about the rest of it later so th- this for me feels like for an example say kevin say that i was running a pokemon unite tournament right mm-hmm. and say that maybe for you it just it didn't go well like things were going wrong and just like you didn't have a good day casting if mm-hmm. i went up to you afterwards and said oh yeah well you're just too stupid to get what i was doing with the tournament so anyway <laughs> you want to come and cast another one of my tournaments yeah we're, we're not gonna we're, uh, we're are we are professionally done <laughs> and uh expect there to be a slightly uh slightly aggressive tweet uh, passive aggressive tweet about your company uh, later down the line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole I get what Ubisoft is doing here. Like, I feel like they don't want to professionally admit and publicly admit that they made a mistake by doubling down this hard on the NFT thing. But like, we've seen companies make mistakes before, like the whole loot box craze was a disaster that led to huge like gambling regulations and Supreme Court nonsense that no one expected to go as big as it did. But now that it's happened, like people have admitted that it was a mistake and then they've backed off. I think that's what Ubisoft needs to do here. Like, I don't think that gamers as a whole are going to want to go into this. Like, uh, we, we could be wrong. Like, we said the same thing about like, cosmetics and stuff for for dlc and like dlc is everywhere now so again we could be very wrong this could just be like the next phase of nft 
but or not NFT of DLC, but like it's okay for Ubisoft to admit that they're wrong. Like, I don't think the gamers in general like NFTs or are gonna want to accept them. So they're just digging a deeper hole at this point for themselves. Just it, just say you were wrong. Okay, this project didn't work. Move on. Maybe revisit it in a few years, but insulting your player base and saying that we just don't get it. No, we get it. We just don't like it. Okay, so Kevin, for this next one, I feel like you probably have a little bit more Nintendo knowledge than I do. So I, I might need you to explain a little bit where Nintendo's coming from with this one for me. Um, but we all know that Nintendo is a very um strict shall we say company whenever people make like fan-made versions of their stuff or when they try to upload um i guess free or cracked copies of the games online they're immediately hit with like cease and desists uh, take it down or we will take you to court um nintendo is very very protective of their ip um and a YouTube channel that uploads video game soundtracks has been hit with over 1,300 copyright blocks, um, which like, okay. Yeah. We, we know this is Nintendo. We know it's how they do it. Um, and considering like some of the, the properties that were taken down were their big tent poles. Like there's a lot of Zelda music that was taken down Mario music. Um, smash bros music that was included in this um this do this cease and desist the the channel was called um gilva sunner um and they they just hosted a lot of video game music it's not a monetized channel so they're not making money off of each of these listens it's just a place where people who wanted to listen to this old video game music had the opportunity to do so um but of course, Nintendo being Nintendo, like the Nintendo's like essentially the Disney of of the video game world. Like you're not allowed to even think about touching their properties. Otherwise, you're gonna hit with a big cease and desist and potentially legal problems later. So uh I guess my question is like if this channel isn't being monetized and there's otherwise no real way. For people to listen to this nintendo music besides like sitting there in the level in the game and just listening to it like what benefit does this do for nintendo it just kind of makes people upset at the company like of course we're going to still play their games because they're good games but it's like it just it doesn't make people like your company more and again this this wasn't a monetized channel they're not making money off you they're just allowing people to love your your content even more yeah it's probably just to like make sure that nobody is actually stealing their music but at the same time like once again like nintendo is super protective of their property like this is not like nintendo is not a stranger to just hitting oh god my mic is just falling all over the place <laughs> it, nintendo is not a stranger from just like hitting a bunch of people with copyright blocks and if anything like this is just i'm saying like hey we still own this music this is just a quick like heads up but at the same time it takes away a lot of 
like it's not even money from viewers and like people it's just like people being able to like experience the music um that you know nintendo has and i don't know what the follow-up plan is for this like i guess the only other way how like this would make sense is if nintendo decides to upload the soundtrack of every single game that they just hit onto like their own channel and like say like hey we own the rights to this you guys can listen to it here um that would be the only real like explanation for this but at the same time it's like if they're not hurting you like they're not hurting your business in any way shape or form by having this music up then like once again they're not even making money so this is more of just like you you're still getting the money from like people listening to your music but to copyright strike that is more to hurt it's more of just to say like hey we have legal power and we can do this versus like we we should do this like nintendo does not get any benefit from from banning these channels like why is nintendo like this so much i mean like we know why disney is like this it's because they they're making so much money from the marketing and the uh their their consumer products and they want to continue to make that money off of them they don't want you to make money off of them that they could be making themselves through a licensing deal or whatever but like with nintendo like you can't even like find this music anywhere else so um like what what is what is nintendo's preoccupation with with these copyright things because it's just it seems overzealous sometimes yeah we were we were saying like the the only reason why i would think that they would do this is if they have a way of like releasing the like just like releasing the music as in one way or another um and i mean i if we really want to spin off of it right now um like we we've seen other like places kind of do this already a little bit so like for example the the pokemon um the the pokemon twitter actually has a diamond and pearl soundtrack library where you can listen to anything from diamond and pearl um and you can download it listen to it uh, for your own personal use and there it's kind of like just a big database that that they're that pokemon is officially like just allowing you to use but like that makes sense if they wanted to take down all of that music just to say like hey we have one place where you can get it and it's it's helpful in that fact um but like to to do this like there's only two options here it's either one nintendo just did this just for fun which i wouldn't put it past them they're like the killer whales of copyright strikes and whatnot uh they could just do it for fun uh but i feel like the other half of it is if this pokemon like music box thing works well they might do the same thing for like mario and smash bros and 
you know, Legend of Zelda and all those properties where you can go ahead and like find the music in one spot and one spot only. Um, I would hate for that to happen, but um, I, I do think that that is something that Nintendo is not past doing. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I wish they wouldn't do it, but I guess it's well within Nintendo's right to do so. I just wish they would make it easier to access their content, you know? Like, if I wanted to, like, go back and listen to the music from Pokemon Sapphire, I don't really have a way to do that right now, you know? Yeah. Because right now they only have Diamond and Pearl, so Mm -hmm. it's a... they, they need to do it, either go all the way back and get everything, uh, which would be fine. I would be okay with that. But I hope that uh, I hope that it just doesn't end up being we're copyright striking everybody just so we can get this idea up and without having like a second like option to help people out mm-hmm. and, and work on it, you know? Yeah. And so this next story, I just I just pulled because it was a you mentioned Guitar Hero fairly recently, and I just kind of thought this was a, a weird and like kind of sucky story um, of a funny. But so there's apparently I don't I didn't know that Guitar Hero really still was as big as I guess this story is making it sound. Um, but there's a Guitar Hero player called Shmooey. I don't know if you're familiar with him, Kevin, um, but he was, I guess, allegedly the greatest guitar hero player in the world. And he had so he had a lot of achievements. He had a lot of videos. Um, and I mean, of course he was like regarded as the greatest guitar hero player in the world. Um, but some people just based on his accomplishments were kind of skeptical that he was as good as he claimed to be and that his video showed for him to be. They felt like some of his videos may be faked, but there was never really any definitive proof there was only speculation just based on like maybe some glitches or whatever um but he recently released a video that was him playing um what song was it uh uh, the nine patterns of eternal pain um get but just based on like the complexity of the song and like bunch of different details people were able to kind of determine that what he had done was he had recorded the video previously of him playing it and then played it over on his stream to make it look like he was playing it live when he actually wasn't and it was things like his his fingers not matching up to um what's being shown on the screen and there's like a, a windows media player window on his stream which is like a dead giveaway I mean, for weeks he denied it. Then eventually he came out and said, yeah, I actually faked that one. There are a few others that I faked, but most of them are real. And then the community went and then they looked at all all of his videos and found that most of them, not only a few, but like a majority of his videos were faked. Um, But I guess like even like before all this happened, like he was legitimately a good Guitar Hero player that just kind of resorted to doing this. And it's just, why? Like, I'm not a streamer, so I don't really know much about this space as I could, but like, 
why would you fake that? For and, and I don't. Yeah, the the only not even justifiable reason, or like the only reason that I could possibly think of, is he's burnt out mm-hmm. from from playing Guitar Hero, and but he still likes having the audience. So like hmm. maybe he himself like maybe Shmui didn't is like mentally done playing guitar hero okay but like he's done these runs before and like instead of him just being like okay well i'll just say i quit guitar hero and like lose out my entire audience that way he'll continue to put up the ruse of still having like people in his chat people like having and hanging out with them you know but at the same time it's like why would you why would you do that yeah. when you like honestly like now you lose credibility like like now he can never stream again without people wondering if he's faking yeah like even if he switches so, games like he's got that stain mm-hmm. so like that that's the thing like i feel like it he just shot his own career in the foot and uh if anything he just needs to he's a backup like maybe just take a step back and say like okay if i am going to do guitar hero like content again you have to do it legitly you have to like prove that you're doing it legitly um and yeah i get it with old age you're gonna start like missing out on some things like the (laughs) i mean the most recent example is like i just set up rock band and guitar hero in my guest room again because my grandma had a wii that she wasn't using so we ended up like plugging that in and I for sure am not at the same speed as I was when I was in middle school or high school. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, natural. I get it. It's natural. Like I'm, I'm falling off uh, L plus ratio. Plus you fall off plus, <laughs> you know, go ahead, add, add more pluses. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it, you are naturally going to decay and that, that is okay. It just means that like you could pivot your content and do other things. Um, but to have this now on your name it's something that you can't just easily erase like we're we're never going to erase like certain things with certain players and uh if you know you you essentially just marked your own like career with with this whole thing and even if you try to make a comeback we're we're going to remember mm-hmm. you know this i mean like isn't part of watching a streamer and being part of their community like that you like their personality more than just the game that they're playing oh yeah for sure it, it's always about like it, it's always about building a community and having people who genuinely care about like what you're doing for for me it's like if, if i can build a personal connection with whoever hops into my stream and wants to ask me questions like I am more than okay with with opening up and just being like, hey, welcome to the stream. Let's talk. Like that's mm-hmm. that's fine. People will come in to hang out in your chat because you're a cool person, not because of how good you are at a game. Cause like at some point you are, I mean, everybody falls off at some point. So it's more important that you play at a at a rate that or you play something that shows off your genuineness, but at the same time, like you don't want to, uh, like you you don't want to be fake on the internet. People will yeah. smell that out. So, given that, like, if he was 
if, if theoretically it was just because he was burnt out from um guitar hero then what would it be that hard for him to have transitioned into like slowly like introduce other games so that he's not just limited to this one community that he could like feel free to to play other games confident that the the draw here isn't just guitar hero it's it's his own personality that our people are coming to watch yeah for sure like he could have he he would still have his audience if he said that i quit i quit guitar hero i want to do something else um or even you know step away from guitar hero completely they could have um but the fact that they decided hey i i got to keep putting on this this ruse in order to get people to like me it's not it's not going to work out so well mm-hmm. for them well Shmui, I, I probably has just torpedoed his career and now has to find a real job, I guess. Um, but moving on to like more relevant stuff to the actual Overwatchy stuff that's that's happening. Um, let's see, where should I start? Let's let's go with the Sony one actually first. So, um, the I guess the biggest news that came out of the world of gaming and stuff this week is that um as, as you may have heard i guess i'm guessing that this was probably in the works for a very long time i don't know if it was probably working before during or after uh, microsoft started their own acquisition of activision blizzard king um but what it seems like a retaliation is that Sony has purchased Bungie for $3.6 billion, which is still a far cry from the 68 or $67.8 billion that was paid for ABK by Microsoft. But that's still a very large purchase for, for Sony to have. Um, of course, Bungie previously has worked on things like Destiny, Destiny 2. Um, the, uh, the original Halo trilogy, I believe, was also by them. Um, so, honestly, I haven't played Destiny a whole bunch. I like It was free, I think, for a little bit, so I played it a little bit, and I was like, it killed time, but I wasn't the most impressed. I do know that like they do have a very large community, but... I don't know if if this is still going to be enough for Sony to compete against what Microsoft now has with ABK and with Bethesda as an exclusive. Like so, Sony, I still believe, has the better exclusive games as is, but I don't know if Bungie really adds that much to the table. It, it probably doesn't. I, I don't think that this is like a huge purchase by... Uh by sony it's more of just like a hey we we happen to now have this maybe they were struggling as well and this is just like a quick bailout thing um which i could see but i do think that if i i do agree that sony when it comes to exclusives usually wins the war in terms of those um even though there's like a lot of them that when you when you watch it back again 
um like the ps exclusives are just way like they're they're more exclusive and they don't tend to transfer over to pc as quickly so i don't know if this purchase was necessary um but if it was just to like you know help a friend maybe and get you know give give some friends some lunch money uh we can we can see that but um i don't think that this is going to be like a like a big game changer at all mm-hmm. um i think that if anything like if you if sony buys this one first and then they go ahead and buy once again i still think the big ones on the table are like to buy kojima uh not yeah. like yeah that to would buy be kojima big. productions or to buy uh square enix like those two would be really big for them right um and we're definitely getting like up the anything landscape. kojima makes like if he, there's another metal gear eventually in the future you yeah. get that and like square enix it's final fantasy there's a huge community yeah. there um which, which i think is like the bigger like scouting play that that sony wants to do um but i i just think that like i think this doesn't hurt them as much. I, I just, I don't think this is huge and I don't think this hurts them. It's more of just like a, Hey, we just mm-hmm. so happen to have Bungie now. So mm-hmm. um, if anything, like if this is like a, like a jab to like the overwhelming punch that they have in their back pocket that they're working out, you know, behind closed doors or something like that. Um, I, I think that's going to be, that's going to be something that a lot of gaming companies have to look out for. Um, but yeah, you, you see the two console wars going head to head right now, you know, the Xbox versus Sony thing. And uh, I still think Nintendo is just going to be chilling over here in the corner, just fishing in Animal Crossing and give us another, you know, update in like five years when we're all still playing it. Yeah. Um. So in more gaming news, um, we've talked about Raven's QA before. They're a team that worked for Activision. I believe it was on their Black Ops uh, series. I believe that's where Raven's QA worked. But recently, they won the right to unionize. However, that victory looks like it's not going to very much count for a whole lot because um, Activision's Vice President of Quality Assurance, Chris Chris Ahrens, um, where did they... they I think they sent it in a a Slack message. Yeah, in the company Slack. Um, He sent a message that's pretty much trying to discredit unions as much as possible. Um, I'm going to read the messages real quick and then go into it. So the the heading question is, we heard that the union will protect employees and provide employees with job security. And his answer, job security here at ABK rests with our ability to produce epic entertainment for our fans. A union doesn't do anything to help us produce world-class games, and the bargaining process is not typically quick, often reduces flexibility, and can be adversarial and lead to negative publicity. All this could hurt our ability to continue creating great games. While many union contracts include a just cause provision and grievance processes, this is really just a different way to deal with disciplinary issues. Even union contracts with just cause and grievous procedures still allow companies to enforce disciplinary rules and CWA members are disciplined and terminated even with these so-called protections. Um, and then th- there's more to it there. But essentially they're saying that they're, they're saying that we can handle this internally. A union doesn't do anything. Unions are stupid, blah, 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 which like typical employers speak. 
Um, they don't want the union there because that means they have more power over how to handle things. And there's no kind of collective body to ensure that the workers are being protected. Um, the company still essentially has all the power. Um, my friend Nick dealt with this when he was working for Sam's Club, which is owned by Walmart. There was a whole, um, I don't know if this is even legal to do, um, but there was a whole pr presentation that they had telling, and I mean, I'm pretty sure Amazon is doing this too, if you watch the John Oliver stuff, but like um, Sam's Club was telling them that unions are evil and then they will hurt you and then they, blah, blah, blah. Like you, you shouldn't sign up for a union. But if you look at the history of what unionization does and what it, it's continuing to do, unionization got us the eight-hour workday. It got us weekends. It got us to not have child labor. So, I mean, unions are really out there to protect the worker against the employer. Because uh, as we've seen throughout history, and we're seeing now with stuff like Amazon, um, not having a union in place allows a lot of workplace violations. And probably if there had been more unions in place within ABK, then maybe some of this awful stuff that has gone on for years and this frat bro culture that was allowed to thrive, maybe it wouldn't have happened in the first place because there would have been a lot more regulatory process. So from my perspective, at least, seeing this kind of message from the leadership of ABK still going on means that they're like as much as they say that they're ready to change and that they're looking to work with their employees and make a better culture that's not genuine because this was from an internal slack this was never meant to see the light of day for the public um and it's only here because someone leaked it uh they're not ready to change they're just lying through their teeth they want to keep it as samey as ever and as as time goes on blizzards blizzard abk are not doing the right thing they are they i don't think they deserve our trust anymore i think they deserve every single punishment that comes to them because they're being extraordinarily disingenuous yeah and i i just it's just so bad like oh they they they're, they're counterintuitive like they are telling them like, don't unionize, just give up on this. We're, we're going to, if we're going to fire you, we're going to fire you. But like, they're, they're just out for themselves, right? Like, if anything, unions are there to protect the workers. And yeah, as, as you mentioned, it's like, I don't think ABK would be in this position if there was like a workers union already there. Um, and now what, now what happens? You have a, you have a, you know a lawsuit you have to get bailed out by big microsoft you you mm -hmm. have to you know play on your back foot now and if you just protected your own like you protected your own employees you you wouldn't have been here you know right if you if you would just like you said if you protected your own employees and made that the priority then there never would have been any issue and yes there should still be a union but you, they wouldn't need to go to the union because there would be no issue. Um, and like Ravens QA getting the union and then Blizzard saying this now, it's kind of like, say, Kevin, say you were in school, right? 
and you'd finally like one like petitioned your school to put in a basketball court and they finally said fine we'll put in a basketball court but then they like go around like they have the yard supervisors telling you like oh basketball is not safe you shouldn't play it like you don't need basketball we have this nice sand pit here for you to play we don't want you to play basketball basketball's dangerous all blah 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 like all of this stuff like it really cheapens the victory that you supposedly just won when they're trying their damnest to make sure that it doesn't count for anything yeah uh <laughs> i mean <laughs> evan do you want to play your basketball because they don't want you to play your basketball i feel like it, this is unrealistic well i mean this is relatively true with the way how uh how esports is in in the in the current like in in some schools a lot of schools are now open to it but like during the earlier days for sure it was like you don't need an esports lab because you'll just go home and play it yourself you don't need an, a dedicated space to play games and to work on all this and then well it, it's not until not only like the money half but also like the the benefits that like i i've made i could say that my best friends i've met through esports like my closest friends are all from esports and like that whole idea of like oh well this is just gonna kill time this is just gonna be a waste of time for you and your team and everybody else who's involved and then like the second that like people understand like it's more than just games and it, it's it's just big it, it becomes a bigger thing than them and then yeah sure they they install it um but like you know <laughs> we've had people like some I wouldn't say higher ups or anything, but like there have been times with like um, if they're not in the game department where people would be like, oh, why are you wasting your time here? Like, why are you why are you chilling at the game lounge when you should be getting work done um, and stuff like that, which I've I mean, I, I make sure that my players have work life balance. Uh, believe it or not, I used to make them work on homework for an hour before practice. And then I'll be like, okay, we can go, and then we go. Well, that's get just dinner. you being a good coach. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to be a good coach. Okay, I, I can't get, I can't get hired for that. That's though. just you being a good dude, making sure that your players are doing what they need to. Yeah, get, get, get an essay done first. Show me, show me your 500 words. I'll, I'll edit it for you, and then, and then while you play your game, I'll, I'll auto correct your shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, um, yeah, it, it feels really mess up the abk is just saying you know what we could fix our own problems when you clearly can't yeah i i don't really have much faith in them but we'll we'll see what happens i hope that every single lawsuit goes against them um but to kind of transition into this next bit uh there was I, I don't remember where I saw it. I think it was probably Twitter, either Twitter or Facebook, but someone was saying that like, oh, I saw these leaks. Like guys, Overwatch 2 is definitely coming within the next couple months. Like it's definitely dropping now. Um, but one, like, one that just seems so unlikely because of all the work that I guess still needs to be done 
and the reports that like no actual work has been gotten done in Overwatch 2 in a while just because of a lot of like the things that Bobby Kotick has been throwing their way to to slow them down um the lack of of workers there all the stress that's and, and like the distraction that's coming with all of these these revelations so um on the first hand it seems unlikely that the full Overwatch 2 game is dropping anytime soon and then like on the other hand like if if they had Overwatch 2 coming in the next couple of weeks to distract from all of the mess that's coming from ABK being shitty like you don't think that they would try to milk that as hard as they can just to provide some distraction like I know working in social media I know that the comment sections would be flooded with negative comments people saying oh you're just trying to distract us from this but like the thing is it would work there were it would definitely like at least keep some interest on that there would be at least one positive thing for people to be hopeful for or 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 look forward to so in some aspect like that would be too good of an opportunity to pass up for blizzard right now is to have that golden feather that one get out of jail free card that they could use to to at least positively spin things in their light considering that bobby kodak tried to buy two whole publications just to make the store them stop telling bad stories about blizzard so um all of that to say is i do not take any stock into the rumor that the full overwatch 2 game is dropping anytime soon and that being said there are rumors that seem a little bit more credible that maybe the overwatch 2 beta is coming sometime soon um this is this is drawing on the the previous statement from mikey barra that news about overwatch 2 would be coming within the next couple weeks plus um some leaks and some speculation and some um i don't i don't know if it's like compilation but the these two um these two streamers um fire the gull and i think it's bad is it bad sombra i think it's bad sombra um looking at all these streams and some of the streamers that the content creators that have that were in talks with blizzard because there was that whole content creator blizzard meetup that happened recently um but they're all talking about like some of them have even said on stream that like there is overwatch stuff coming soon um but that's a possibility again this is just a rumor but it seems to be like out of everything the most likely thing that is happening um and like i don't know again how much this is going to distract from the news about Blizzard being terrible, but it's definitely some much needed positivity in there um, on the news about them, especially with like the very lackluster, very disappointing uh, Chinese or not Chinese um, Lunar New Year event that happened this year that people are like, really? You only gave us five skins and only two legendaries. This is, this is a joke. Like this game is dead. Like if you, if Blizzard does not come out with something ASAP, then I think Overwatch really is on its way out. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Like Blizzard being able to just say like, hey, we, we have Overwatch 2 beta coming, question mark. Um, 
I mean, it's not only has it been a joke in um in in the Overwatch community. Um, I'm saying that my kids will be able to play Overwatch too uh, when it first comes out. Um, and I'm not even dating, so that's <laughs> that's how bad it is. Um, if the beta does come, though, that's the one thing that we were discussing quite a bit. Um, because they they said that the Overwatch League wanted to be running on a on a beta, so right. if we do get it, I think it would be a little bit helpful for people who still play the game or are at least curious about how the game is going to play um, a little bit, but like. I still think the hit to ABK is not going to, you're not going to get the, the, the turnout that you expect Mm -hmm. um, because of your still current ongoing investigation um, and whatnot. So I would say, you know, if you release the beta good on you, like us players will definitely check it out and we, we will look at it, but I don't think that it is going to be anything like, like, big i think if the beta does come it's probably going to only come to a couple like it, it may be a closed beta right and if it is a closed beta they they just said okay it's coming as a beta but if it is a closed beta the people who are going to get access to it are going to be the uh, the overwatch league players and their top content creators which it's fine. We get to see how it plays, but I don't think that this is enough to bring back a, a main portion of the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to fix your workplace culture first and then, like, say we have finished Overwatch 2. Um, that, that, is, that is the order of operations here. Um, and, yeah, if... I mean... If you're if you're on Twitch already, you have the option to select Overwatch 2 as a game. So I don't know if they're gonna do the same thing that Valorant did. I hope that they I I hope that we all can get access to the beta. Um, but I don't know if this is gonna save Overwatch. This is probably mm. just another another step in making us like believe that we have like something to look forward to from abk so kevin in your estimation to make this like the most impactful possible beta to one draw the the players back to the game and two distract from everything going on with blizzard right now like what would this beta have to contain um one a an a uh press release from blizzard saying that they done they done fixed it uh fi- fix their company uh not in that exact words i'm not you know a copywriter or anything um number two new characters i know we have sojourn we've seen hints of junker queen we need to have something new in that department for sure. Like if you are going to give us the beta, you have to give us at least like one or two characters to play with. Right. Yeah. Um, that, that'll, that'll bring in people just to be like, okay, well, Sojourn's here and Junk Queen's here. And I don't know, one of the diva mecha squad people are also here. Right. Like 
that would make people come back to just check it out even right um and i think that's that's the way how to get people back in um the other thing i mean besides the things that they've already told us like the graphics and uh the sound design and the the difference of gameplay i just think that like it it makes us players want something new and fresh and i think that only comes with having new characters or new gameplay like elements um, I know that we've played around with them uh, in terms of what we have in the regular beta and in also in like previous uh, experimental patches where we've had like characters like Reinhardt have like two fire strikes and stuff like that. And we know that that stuff is coming. So I feel like we need some new ways of playing the game, um, whether it's pushed plus new characters plus everything else that you've already said, like graphics, sound, and, you know, team comp-wise, uh, I, I would like to see. Yeah, I agree with all of it. And hopefully, on my end, I, I want to see something like, I want to see that that first mission from the, the story mode, that they yeah. played at BlizzCon way, way back when, because we know it exists. We know people have played it. Give it to us, please. <laughs> yeah, give us uh was Rio de Janeiro yeah, as, as Rio. The, yeah, so we need Rio as the the single campaign map with a that like let, let me play Left 4 Dead with my friends in Overwatch, okay? Like we 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 desperately need that and we know that it's available. Mm-hmm. Um so for the last story, this is also Overwatch related. Um Again, Kevin, I'm going to need more. This is more, I think, for your expertise than mine, just because you've you've been on the uh, the casting and production side of esports. Um, but according to a new report from Sports Business Journal's Kevin Hit, Overwatch League is potentially going to be run by a third party next season. It's not going to be run through ABK and it's not going to be run through Microsoft. Um Although Microsoft is, I guess, still looking to continue the Overwatch League and they are, there's a budget to do so, um, the budget's not going to be internal. It's going to be used to, to hand off operations to a third-party production company. Um, I believe that's the same thing has already happened to Call of Duty and um, Halo Esports. So just, just you being on your side, Kevin, like, what does that mean for the league? Like, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Like, um, it, it depends on what happens, really. Um, it, it depends on whose hands the Overwatch League lands in. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that with, you know, now that Microsoft owns ABK, they, they will definitely have a say in who can get it. Um, I... I do think that this does change a lot of things, though. So let's say if the the Overwatch League is the league that originally makes the concepts for like their uh, their contracts, who's paying out X, Y, or Z, and what does the league get out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when they're gonna 
send it out to a third party source now they are the ones who are most responsible for production and not necessarily running the league but more on the side of producing the league so the thing that i would expect is let's say if it does land in the hands of like esl face it uh beyond the summit or some other like company right uh, like let's just say hypothetically like esports arena or something like that right it falls mm-hmm. in their hands they now have their calls to pick up who they want on production um which can be good and bad so like let's say if you know the overwatch league like burned some bridges with a couple of people uh hypothetically let's just say like they they said that this doesn't work but like now that these companies are here and they're like hey we remember you from you know season one or two of the overwatch league and we thought that you were great um you know now that the overwatch league is no longer owned by abk would you like to come back Mm. um or it, it could mean like a difference in like certain talent um or certain like operations i mean this is also potentially why like brendan's sideshow aren't coming back yeah so like it it could be it could be that like the overwatch league themselves could not offer a good enough contract but if they outsource it to a third-party source and then they say like hey we have enough money for for this as a as a company to to hire you um we could definitely see people coming back Mm. um but i do think that first of all taking it out of the hands of the overwatch league is going to free them up to focus on uh to focus on overwatch the game itself which is very good um the second half of it is like it will come down to how well and which company gets it because this is me not being selfish or anything i do think monkey bubble would be the right on right answer here um not only is it ran by people who originally started in the overwatch space but they also just have a very good team like they've they've done contenders for the longest time they do a very good job on production and they're already familiar with the space so i would say Mm -hmm. you know shovel that off to somebody who's passionate about your game and you can for sure guarantee that you'll have a good production coming out from them so if anything i hope that if the overwatch league decides to shift ship this off to a third party uh i hope that they take good care of the league half and they don't just write it off as another joke yeah um, and just like completely run it into the ground um the if you want to see a a good example of like the difference between a good and a bad like production company um watch the dota 2 international any year like any of the years and then watch the shanghai major from dota 2 um that will show you the difference between having a good company versus having a terrible company um there there have been moments where like you know you'll have disastrous fails in in like the way how it how it works and yeah it does come down to who is in control at that moment well hopefully they take care of the the league because if not we're gonna have to shift our focus on the podcast which would not be the end of the world but like we need a new logo and then 
I made that merch for nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a relic of the past. It it'll True. be a, it'll be a collector's item when there's only one of and it, and we both sign it. I mean, currently there are three that exist out in the world. One of them is with me in California. One of them is in Florida, and one of them is in Ohio. Oh, so we need to get two more so we could have like an Exodia deal. <laughs> well, then I can send one up north to NorCal, and then I just need to find. Well, I mean, I think one of my friends who lives in like, I think she's in West Virginia now. I think she said she might want one eventually. So that takes care of the five. Yeah. Um, but that's it for for news on my end, Kevin. Anything you wanted to bring up or anything you want to say? Um, for me, like my main focus right now, besides like keeping a pulse on the esports scene, is like unite and the all all the hype that is coming around with uh, Legends Arceus. Um, <laughs> everybody. And their mom is playing Legends Arceus, and I have never. <laughs> I I got I okay, so I did get my game. It's did it come with a plush? It come it came with a plush. How's the plush? It, it is very cute. It is very small. Uh, but it is it is just chilling. Like I I have not like uh I have not opened the game. <laughs> uh, I have not started it yet, and uh, I plan on starting it tomorrow today officially today uh today today wednesday today's technically thursday now thursday yeah um so on on my regular stream day so thursday and friday i will be working on legends arceus so that's going to be fun starter Um, what what, what's your starter going to be that's tough um i feel like samurat had like a very uh unfortunate so to say like it, it could it could have been way more unique Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I might I might go with uh Raiden from Mortal Kombat, um, or 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 high out of his mind sloth. We'll think about it. Uh, we'll 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 get to it when we get to it. Um, but yeah, I I haven't played enough of it yet to really like have a have an opinion. So make sure to you check back in with me next week, and I'll uh. I'll let All you right. know how okay. it goes. Okay. I, I expect your, your, we can commiserate with our thoughts on the game. Yeah. Uh, another thing, if I want to bring it up to our audience, um, there, there have been a lot of movies that are currently based off of video games right now. Um, I'm debating for stream content whether to do Uncharted and play the, like, the first three Uncharted Ooh. games because they have it as, like, a, as a collection for the yeah. PS4. Okay. Or to run through the Arkham games again oh. in anticipation for the new Batman. So oh. the, that I is mean, the, that is the 50, 50 that we're, that we're messing with right now. I, I I'm biased of course, because Arkham city is one of my favorite games of all time, but you know that if you're going to do the Batman trilogy, Kevin, you have to get every single Riddler trophy, right? Oh no. You have to get every <laughs> single Riddler trophy. Because that is the only way you can get the the final ending, like the real true ending for Arkham City. For Arkham, not Arkham City, City, Arkham okay. Asylum, not Arkham Asylum. Asylum. The, the other one, the last one, the 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 Arkham the, the Origins, Knight. Arkham Knight, Knight, one one of them, Knight. It's it's Knight, Arkham Knight. Okay. The only well, yeah. way to get the full ending is to get every single Riddler trophy. So, 
She said, no, that if you pick that one, you got to do all the Riddler trophies. Uh, I will think about it. <laughs> um, But yeah, that, that's about it. Just uh, if, if you guys want to know when I'm doing weird things, uh, check I mean, Twitter. Also, you only have until March 4th for the Batman one. So. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. Time it's crunch. like, it's very, so I feel it, is, like, it is a time crunch. I feel like you should maybe time-wise just go for uncharted because you have more time to do it plus like i think our uncharted 4 is is where you should go to uncharted 4 because i think it's the best in the series it just it just plays so well i have to go find it at Uh, one point i know it was free on um playstation i don't know if it's free anymore but i think like even if it's not free if if it's at least on discount I think it's definitely a worthwhile game. It is a lot of fun. Okay, I I will see what what my uh, what my group decides and what everybody else decides. But yeah, feel free to feel free to yell at me. <laughs> um, and then yeah, uh, I think that's about it. If there's anything else that you, once again, if you guys want your games casted, uh, follow the Google form that we posted a long time ago. Um, I do cast every Monday, so. Uh, Matt's team definitely got an earful from me when when I was watching their games. Um, had it to pull was a good the, time. We enjoyed it. Had to pull out the Coach Kanashi again. It has been a long time. Um, but yeah, literally any game, I'll try my best. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. Make sure to participate, and I will uh, for sure take a check at uh, whatever you guys throw at me. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in with us this week. Hope you have a wonderful February, and we will be back at you, as always, next week. I think next week, what is next week going to be? Is it Valentine's Day next week? No, it's not going to be Valentine's Day next week. It's going to be the 10th next week. So, yeah, you still have time to uh, to find a Valentine before then. Yeah, um, I got plushies. <laughs> I got plushies case, and Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. cards. They won't leave. Oh, no, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm still single this year. Unfortunately, got Legends Arceus. <laughs> Pokemon will never leave you. No, I'm, unless unless you're not them. high enough to train them. Yeah, they'll ignore me and fall asleep in the in the middle of our fight. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen with your all your love lives if you're if you have one. But thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next week. And adios. Next week, we bring you the latest in gaming and pop culture news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.